do you know this book saved my life? And I said, what do you mean? You know, explain. What do you mean by that? He said, well, at the time I was, I was, I was, it was in a really bad place. He had what is now known as mental health issues, although it wasn't recognised back then. And he'd gone to a doctor and a doctor had actually recommended the book to him wow. because fear was just completely dictating his life. Uh, he was so scared, so fearful of so many different things. He got the book. He got Feel the Fear and Do It. And he read it. Totally changed his life. Uh, and, and, and it was one of those moments where I'm listening to his story. And, and I'm getting I'm getting shivers down my spine. I'm like, wow, this is why I'm here. This is why I'm in the room. This is why I'm selling books. Welcome to Live, Love, Laugh and Learn the podcast that helps you be more, do more, and get more out of life. Life's not long enough to make all your mistakes yourself, so we interview fabulous and successful people so that we can learn their secrets to living life on purpose, loving what you do, and leading a fun-packed life. And here's your host, Chris Williams. Welcome to the Live, Love, Laugh and Learn podcast. It's it's an exciting episode because we have got the one and only, well, we know him as Barry the Book from Knowledge is King, um, real name, Barry Phillips. So, Barry, welcome. Thank you for being on the, on the podcast today. Thank you for inviting me. My pleasure. Well, I don't know, you know, the audience will be listening now and I'm sure a lot of them know you, but for those who don't, we're going to delve a little bit into your background and what you do. And in my opinion, one of the most important things that we can do when we're building our network marketing business is develop ourselves. I often say UW, it's a personal development business thinly disguised as a utility company. And Barry, you've contributed a huge amount on that basis, in my opinion, in the success that Utility Warehouse has since, you know, 1996, I've been doing it since 2005. So I want to thank you uh, on my behalf and the, everybody listening on this call. So tell us a little bit, how did it how did it all start, Barry? I mean, have you, you know, go, go back as far as you like. Have you always done books? I mean, you know, you were, how did life start for you? Where did you come from? Okay, I mean, I've got, um, I've got a bit of a network marketing background, Chris, in that I... I was involved in a couple of different networks, um, and the last one that I was involved in, uh, we were. I was working with an American company called Envirotech, who are no longer around, unfortunately. But um, ultimately, what we were doing, we had myself and my dad had quite a big team that was growing, and we wanted to help them develop. And we recognised the importance of personal development uh, to the point where I, I really do believe that your business will only grow as you grow. Um, and so what we'd started to do, we'd started to bring personal development material from the US. Because if you imagine, yeah, these days it's everywhere. It's all over, you know, it's all over the bookstores. It's all over. It's all online. But back in the day, 25 years ago, 24 years ago, um, there was very, very little. You'd go into somewhere like Waterstones and you'd see one shelf of personal development, not, you know, not 12 different bookshelves of 12 different categories of personal development so it's changed an awful lot it's got a lot lot better which is brilliant but back in that day there was very very little so what we were doing is we were bringing personal development books and, and at the time it was audio tapes that's how long ago it was <laughs> that is a uh, while <laughs> yeah 
we were bringing them over for our downline and we noticed that the people that were reading, the people that were listening on a regular basis were the people that were growing their businesses. They were the ones that were really achieving, really succeeding, which was brilliant. And at the time, to be honest, we, there was no, we, you know, we weren't selling it for a profit. We were literally bring, bringing it in, selling it at cost because we saw the importance of it. Now, unfortunately, that network marketing company made a decision overnight to go back to traditional direct sales. Right. So they just cut out the network side of things. So ultimately, the royalty checks went. I, I, I could still work as a direct seller, but I was just selling and I'd go and sell again. It was, you know, it wasn't the it wasn't the beauty of network marketing, which I loved uh, and still do love. Yeah. But I was very, very passionate about network marketing. I was very passionate about personal development. The, the personal development came about through my own experience as well, by the way. So, uh, again, a long time ago, I went through a very challenging period in my life. Um, where I looked for answers. I was looking for answers and I found the answers I was looking for um, in books and CDs, mainly books, uh, but also in, in audio, at the time, audio tapes, audio stroke CD, CDs. Yeah. Uh, I, came, I came across a guy called Dr. Wayne Dyer who literally just changed my life, uh, changed everything, I, you know, the way I looked at everything in my life, which was amazing. Uh, but again, I found that stuff in America on my journey when I was bringing the stuff over for our team members. So I really believed in, in and, and was passionate about network marketing. And I was you know, as passionate, if not more possibly, about personal development. So it kind of made sense to put the two together. Uh, and I was very fortunate at the time in that I had connections with other companies. And there was a company uh, based down in Cornwall, in fact, um, in the UK, who a, a very successful network marketing company that actually got in touch with me. They'd heard what I was doing with my team and my downline. Uh, and that I had resources. And they said, would you be happy to, you know, bring your resources, but bear in mind, there's no real web at this time, bring your resources along to one of our trainings. Right. And that's literally, that, that's how it started. I remember I turned up, I was at, um, I was at a very, very small hotel in, in Heathrow. Um, there was about 50 people in the room at the time. I set up a little display. I probably had about 10 titles at the back. Um, yeah, just set up it. And it was amazing, the response I got from people. It was the first time I'd ever shown it at an event. You know, as I said, there was only 50 people, but I pretty much sold out of everything I had. But one of the things that really impacted me, I'll never forget this. So at the lunchtime, everybody went, you know, everyone's been to these trainings. The minute yeah. that lunch is called, everyone gets up and goes <laughs> to get the lunch. Then they come back and have a look at the books. Yeah. And what happened this time was 49 people rushed to go and get their lunch in the hotel. But one guy hung around, hung around and he hung around by my table, started picking up a few books. And he happened to pick up the book, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. And he turned around to me and he said, do you know this book saved my life? And I said, what do you mean? You know, explain what do you mean by that? He said, well, at the time I was, I was, I was, it was in a really bad place. He had what? It's now known as mental health issues, um, although it wasn't recognised back then. Uh, and he'd gone to a doctor and a doctor had actually recommended the book to him wow. because fear was just completely dictating his life. Uh, he was so scared, so fearful of so many different things. He got the book, he got Feel the Fear and Do It, and he read it, totally changed his life. Uh, and, and it's one of those moments where I'm listening to his story um, and, and I'm, getting, I'm getting shivers down my spine. I'm like, wow. This is why I'm here. This is why I'm in the room. This is why I'm selling books. And bear in mind, this was the first time I'd done an event. But it was just like, wow. And, and, and what was funny after that was, again, 
I do believe in, in you know, when you've got the, and when you're on, on purpose, the right people and the right things will turn up. And, and that's yeah. exactly what happened, Chris. I, I had a couple of other people contact me from other companies. I went and did it. I always remember I went and did another little event quite near to you, in fact, in Birmingham at a golf club. Yeah. And um, I was at the back of the room again. There was probably about 100 people in this one. But there was leaders who were speaking. There was 10 different leaders all speaking at this one particular event. And they were from Ireland. Um, Newcastle, uh, Bristol, and Wales. There was four particular people. And again, they saw what I had. They came and spoke to me. And at the end of the event, they turned around and said to me, listen, I run a similar sort of event to what, you, you know, what you've, you've attended here. Would you be prepared to come to Southern Ireland? Would you be prepared to come to Newcastle, Wales? Um, and I can't remember the other wow. one. There was, <laughs> I got about four from that. And again, it's, it's just like everything, just like network marketing, it all starts with one person, one person, one event. And it just it just went from there. And, and you know, obviously, pre pre COVID, we were you know, we were doing over 200 events a, a year, you know, which is pretty much every every Saturday and Sunday of, of, of every week in, in you know, of, of a month of a year. Sorry. Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of like I love network marketing. I love the network market and i love the entrepreneurial spirit surrounded by it all the time whenever i was at an event it there's always a buzz we've all we've all been there you've been in a training you've been in a meeting room and everybody is in a you know just in a different mood and a different a different sort of state of mind than you get at a normal traditional corporate sort of training and that's just the beauty of it and so it was never it was never like work it, it, it's never work it was always fun you know so many of those people are still good friends today um, you know, so many of those books have not only made a difference to, you know, to my life, but they've made a difference to a lot of other people's lives. And and, and again, that's something that that ultimately that, that you know I, I get a real buzz out of when I when I see somebody that's, you know, that's actually read something or listened to something that's that's made an impact that's that's helped them to change their lives. Wow. Oh, yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. And so it's about having fun, isn't it? If you enjoy what you're doing, it's not like work, is it, Barry? You know, it's <laughs> absolutely. It's, it's, so how long's knowledge of King uh, is King been going now? So it's, it's, it's 24 years now, Chris, 24 years so, since our very, very first event. Yeah, amazing. Now, over that period of time, and I didn't prepare you for this question, but you've obviously read a lot of books, you've seen a lot of books sold, and you've seen the impact these books can have on people. One thing I'd like to do with this episode is to um, list some of those books for people and maybe why people should be reading them. I'll put a link in the episode notes and uh, obviously we'll direct them to your website where they can actually buy them. But have you got have you got a handful of real examples that that you'd like to share? Yeah, absolutely. Um uh, and again, going back to the original, the original idea of knowledge is king. Uh, again, I was when I was working for the Envirotech, the U.S. company. They were actually based in Las Vegas, Chris. And what they did as a reward every year, anybody that achieved a certain level got taken all expenses paid to Las Vegas. So I was very fortunate in that for four years in a row. I had like an all expenses trip to Vegas. And for me, it was amazing to go to the big corporate event and all of that. And wow. it was amazing to go to Vegas. But 
the the thing that really tweaked me was um, there was two amazing bookstores right near where I used to go. One was one was a Barnes and Noble. Uh, what was the other one? There was two of them, Barnes and Noble. The other one will come to me in a minute. And I just used to. On, we had a couple of you know a couple of days where we'd have the whole day off to ourselves. I'd go and spend the whole day in the in the bookshop finding new material. And at the time, I bought an old audio tape of Think and Grow Rich. It was two audios. Um, and when when the company decided to go back to direct sales and I was out of a uh, not out of a job so much, I still I still worked as a direct seller for them for about five months where I was commuting down to Bristol and back every day. So on my way to Bristol for 90 minutes, I'd listen to one side of, of Think and Grow Rich. And on my way home, I would listen to the other side of Think and Grow Rich, the oh, old right. audio. Thing. Yeah. To the extent that at the end of the five months. You couldn't read "Think and Grow Rich" on the on the on the audio tape. I'd almost worn it out. But that's and I honestly believe 100% that that's where the idea formed for the business. Knowledge is king. 24 hour, you know, 24 years later, I, I attribute the business. It came from "Think and Grow Rich." So "Think and Grow Rich" is uh, is and always has been one of my favourites. Yeah. Another great favourite of mine is is the book "The Richest Man in Babylon." I mean, just like people in network marketing, I'm sat at the back of all these trainings in network marketing, and I've heard so many great speakers talk about it's not what you earn, it's what you do with what you earn. And a lot of people in the older days used to recommend a book called The Richest Man in Babylon, yeah. which I, I, again, picked up straight away, devoured, listened to, read, uh, went back. And for several years, I went back at the beginning of each year and just sort of read the there's, there's I think there's eight key principles to it or something like that. And I used to go back and read them. Haven't visited it for a while now, but that's sort of helped me to establish, you know, a, a form of financial independence of my own, wow. um, you know, through what I read in that book. So that, again, is a great favorite. I, you know, I got rid of my mortgage 15 years ago, I think it was now. And, you know, so lots and lots of great material within that. But the, the one that sticks out like a sore thumb for me today and has done probably for, Oh, ever since we got it, I guess, which is probably at least 15 years ago, is the slight edge, Chris. Yeah. Uh, and again, you know, I, I hear this from so many people because it, it, it's it's everything you do. The slight edge is in everything you do. If you can just be consistent, if you can just do something on a regular basis, even if it's one thing, like we were talking about earlier, you know, 10 minutes of yoga first thing in the morning, you know, the difference that makes on your life five years down the road is just unbelievable. You don't see it. You don't see it when you first start doing it. But, you know, it's, it's the long term difference. And that's the that, you know, that's the principle behind the slight edge. Yeah. And for me, it's it, it epitomizes success in network marketing because you have to have a long term vision. You have to be prepared to, you know, to to take on faith that you will get where you want to go and, 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 and continue to keep going, you know, to stay in the game long enough to get paid the residual income that, you know, of, of, the, of the top earners. And, and the slight edge does that for anyone. It doesn't matter who you are, where you've come from, background, anything, anyone adopt, adopting the slight edge and, and, and putting into practice the, you know, the daily method of operation that you guys need to be successful within within network marketing. Everyone can achieve. Anyone can achieve what they want. So for me, the, if I can only I can only afford one book. What book should I? I've read nothing. I would sell. I would tell them the slight edge 100 percent. That's your desert island book. Your desert island yes. book. Then you take along with the Bible and uh, the complete works of Shakespeare. Is it? <laughs> I don't know about the complete works of Shakespeare. I never quite understood that guy. But hey, I've heard some amazing stories from other people about him. But... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I've got to agree. 
all three of those books have made an impact on my life and the slight edge what I, what I love about the slight edge I can remember you know one of the philosophers in there I was at one of our opportunity presentations I can remember talking about it and he talks about this concept of the penny doubled you know would you prefer a penny double for 31 days you know for a whole month or would you prefer a hundred thousand pound a lot of people quite naturally go well you know I think I'll have the hundred thousand pounds and and the penny doubled like 10.7 million you know and it's like what and this this principle is of you know Einstein said the eighth wonder of the world was compound interest and this principle of how you know by starting off small investing like the richest man in Babylon advocates and using and just understanding you need to be patient to become financially free I can remember standing in front of him. We were talking about this, and I just said, "God, if only, if only I'd known this earlier. <laughs> that that old thing. If only I knew then what I know now." And a real, a wise, a real wise man sat. You know, he just said, "You know what, Chris? Just tell all young people, mate. Just because like you haven't got as many years to build up that compound interest effect, make sure that you get this in the hands of young people." And I've got to say, with my children, they've all read The Slight Edge. They were force-fed The Slight Edge, the CD version in the car when I took them anywhere, and they've all read the book. But if I ask them now, what was the book that made the biggest impact on them, as it is The Slight Edge, you don't have to be in network marketing to to benefit from the principles in that book. So, yeah, I think that's a great tip. So we've got three good books there. And anything else you want to add that um, in, in terms of books that have made an impact on your life? Do you know, again, I, I think they were the three that came to mind, Chris. And, and the other thing I've learned over the years is that, you know, it, it's it's such an exciting journey, individual journey books. You know, you, you could read something and, and you, you could be blown away by it and I could read it and I might not really be blown away. And, and, and you know, for me, they were the three that have had the biggest impact on my life personally. But also I've seen it. I've seen them have the biggest impact on other people's lives. You know, so it's it's not just from my perspective; it's other people as well. Yeah. And and again, it's just like network marketing. You know, the the, the specific material that's out there on network marketing. There's some great books out there, and and I do believe that I've always had this mentality. I'll always get something from a book. It doesn't matter. I'll, I'll keep reading until it might be that last chapter. But I'll always there's always something in there that I can take away. Something I can maybe implement. Something that's going to make you know make my life easier or better or, or something I can share with other people or and I, I just always believed that. So, I, again, I, I, they're, they're my top three. They'd be the three that I'd recommend to anyone. And, and go on a journey with it. And, and yeah, personally, when I pick up a brand new book, I know you're the same because we every time we talk, the first thing we talk about is what you've read recently, what I've read recently. I get I get straight to, onto the suppliers and start ordering stuff that you've told me about. And I know you've done likewise with me. And, yeah. and that to me, that's it's so exciting. I, I, is, yeah. I still get it. I still <laughs> get it today. I get a brand new book in my hands and I'm excited. And, and you know, and that's it. I, I can't wait to read it. And, and it's funny because what you're saying about your kids, my, my sons, they're both they're on different journeys. They're, they're both involved in professional golf, but they're exactly the same. And I love that. And it might not be a book that I'll necessarily read. But um, it's just it's beautiful. And, and the fact that that's been duplicated, you know, with my children is and, and I'm, I'm sure and I actually know it's also with my grandchildren. You know, that's invaluable the, the impact that that can have down the years, you know, uh, uh, through generations. That's just that's priceless. 
Absolutely. It, it's. I often say to people, if you can read and you choose not to, are you any better than somebody who can't read? And sadly, too many people haven't cracked a book since they were at school, probably because they, they, they didn't get the enjoyment and the fulfilment that you can find in a book because they just weren't always directed to, to the great books that you and I know. But I remember um, we used to talk about Steve Critchley in the business when I first joined, and he always used to talk about how many how many windows he'd got, you know, and how many radiators in his huge house. Um, but I remember going to see Steve, who's the top earner in UW, and the thing that impressed me, he's got a library, and he's got you know hundreds and hundreds of books that he's actually read. If you talk to Jim Rowan, he said, you know, one of the things that we should be doing is in life is building up a library. That is a, you know, if you want to leave a legacy, leave an amazing library and lead by example, like you say, Barry. I mean, if you want your children to read a book, it's no good you sat in front of the old electronic income reducer, better known as a television, <laughs> and uh, saying to your kids, now what you need to do, you know, is go and read a book. You need to be reading a book. It's just, it's all about leading by example, isn't it? So it's uh, it's great. And if, if, if we all had our time again, very often we do things a little bit differently. A great message to get the kids reading. A really, really important message. Now, I've, I've got another question. I've always wanted to ask you this, Barry, so I'm going to drop it on you, mate. Um, I, in my head, the a sort of, well, there's obviously a lot of different genres of books, right? But we're talking about non-fiction books here now. I look at, you've got these books that build you as an individual, right? And I think, I just think they are the most important thing you can have. But then on the other side, you've got what I call how-to books with reference to network marketing. So we've talked about books, you know, Think and Grow Rich, Richest Man in Babylon, Slight Edge. These are all books that build you as an individual there. It's philosophy, isn't it? It's philosophy around money. It's philosophy around values, best practice, that type of thing. In terms of network marketing books, one of the things is there's a lot out there, isn't there? And, you know, I think some authors, it's their take on almost exactly the same subject. But have you got any any books that you've, you you know, you go to a load of events, you work with all the network marketing companies. What are the leaders in those organisations? What's the book that, you know, that relates directly to building a network marketing business that stand out for you? OK, good question. Two come straight to mind. GoPro, Eric Worre, great book. Yeah. You know, it came out at a fantastic time because it just shows how professional this industry is now. Again, 25 years ago when I first started Knowledge is King, I've got to be honest, it probably wasn't as professional as it is. Well, it, is, it certainly wasn't as professional as it is now, but it wasn't as professional as it could have been. Yeah. But it is now. It's a professional, recognized business. And he talks about it in those terms and he gets people into that state of mind. Take this seriously, you know, do do what you need to do. And, and yes, you can, you know, you can have an, an amazing, amazing income, a royalty income, you know, like a, a footballer or a, a film star or, a, you know, somebody in, in the pop industry, yep. uh, the music industry. So GoPro uh, and the other one that's, that's my personal favorite is somebody that we've worked with for a long time. Great friend of ours. Dr. Tom Barrett's Dare to Dream and Work to Win. Um, and the thing I really like about Dare to Dream is, is that it's one of these books that it speaks to you. So it doesn't matter where you are, whether you're brand new, you've just, you know, you've been involved for a year, a couple of years. It, he just tends to, it's like he's speaking to you. And so anything that's holding you back, 
he addresses in that book. And it's like he's talking, talking to you personally. Yeah. And I've heard that's not just my take on it. This is from lots and lots of other people. So they're, they're, they're the two that come instantly to mind. Big Al's a great author as well. Anything by Big Al, you know, the, the, the sort of like the practicalities of building a network marketing business, as you said earlier, the, the, the sort of the how-tos, the prescriptions. Yeah, definitely Big Al. Anything by Big Al is also fantastic. Brilliant. And you've met a few of these people, Barry, haven't you? Did you ever get a chance to meet Jim Rowan or any of the, anybody like that at all? Oh, I'd love to have met, met Jim Rowan. Unfortunately, no, I didn't. No, it's, uh, I know people that, that did, and he obviously he's an amazing guy. Although, do you know, here's a funny thing, um, and this, again, is something that I think you will understand this. I hope everyone else does. I was very fortunate to actually meet Dr. Wayne Dyer. Uh, in the flesh, went and saw him live at the Hammersmith Odeon a, a long time ago now. Um, and, you know, it was it was everything I thought it would be. But I, it was like I'd done it already, you know, when I actually got to meet because I'd listened to so many audios <laughs> of his. I just listened to him so often that it was it was just like uh, it was just like I expected. It was and I'm exactly the same with Jim Rowan. Yeah. It's like I do know him because I've had him in the car with me on so many of those long journeys. <laughs> You know, these seven-hour journeys up to Scotland, and I, I used to love doing these long journeys. I think, right, how far is it? How long does it take me to get to Scotland? Eight hours, seven hours, brilliant. What CDs can I put in the car? What can I? Who can I listen to? Who's coming with me this time? And quite often, certainly in the early days, it would have been Jim Rowan. Just listening to that man's philosophy was just life-changing. Uh, and the same with Dr. Wayne Dyer. You know, it's, there's, we've all got our own favourites, but... That's one of the beauties. And now, obviously, it's even it's even easier. You know, you get it all on your phone. It's all downloads. And again, you can just listen to it in a car. You can, I, I go out walking now, and I know you do whenever you're training. Yeah. You know, every time I walk, I'm listening to something. I'm learning something. And that might only be an hour a day. But an hour a day, again, compounded and the slight edge of doing an hour a day, that's a lot of material. You know, what was it you were telling me, Chris, the other day? You you just checked out your 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 audible and 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 you recognize how many hours you spent listening <laughs> what was that you told me yeah well i'm using audible a lot to listen to autobiographies and biographies 731 hours in 2020 they send you like a little note through of That's it. of what you've done 80 books wow that's um, just amazing it's so it much is, easier it it is easier and it's the reason i do it i love reading a book you know and especially a book that I listen mostly to autobiographies and biographies simply because I just want to let that flow over me. I want to just get that, you know, understand what makes successful people tick or role models that I admire, if you like. You know, I love to pick up, you know, find out about how they've lived their life, where they started from. And and it's interesting because you pick up exactly the, they've all got exactly the same success traits, really. So it's brilliant. Mm. And that's different than having a book where you might want to make some notes on, you know, where you sit down and you're highlighting. You know, I've always said, don't just read a book, study it. Get your highlighter yeah. out, get your pen out. At the end of each chapter, write down what action you're going to take as a result of it. You know, my, my philosophy, education's pure entertainment unless you apply the knowledge. So I'm a big one in getting books, making notes and really having stuff to do from it. But the autobiographies have been amazing for me. And um, yeah, hugely hugely inspiring. I mean, it's just... Mm. And here's, I think we all live what I call an edited life or we only ever see an edited life. And what, what I mean by that, 
in lots of different ways, you know, particularly social media, you you only people only post the good stuff and that makes us feel all all like shit because we think we're not leading a life like them. Or another example which was given to me, which is so true. I don't know if you remember it, Barry, but you know, when when you as a kid went round to see your mate's parents and you might have thought, God, their parents are much cooler than my parents. Well, obviously <laughs> <laughs> those parents are putting on a show, aren't they? You know, it's like the first time you meet a girl or, you know, maybe a future partner, you're all on your best behaviour and you're just <laughs> letting people see this edited life. And often we've got these these heroes in our life, these role models, and you just see the success, but you don't see the effort that they had to put into it. You know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, his story, incredible. It's just absolutely mm. incredible. And it sort of, for me, it makes it feel... Well, it's okay because now I know the effort they put in. You know, they didn't just suddenly appear uh, where we now know them to be. They've all put some effort in. And what that means is using that slight edge, if we put the effort in, we can be where we want to be. And I'm not an advocate of comparing ourselves to any anybody else. I'm more of an advocate of saying, saying, right, where am I now? And making a comparison, where do I want to be? But, yeah, I find the books inspiring. The oh, absolutely so inspiring it's funny because you just you, you you something came to mind when you were talking about Schwarzenegger is it something you said something like took him 20 years to become an overnight success <laughs> yeah I mean it's just I don't want to give the game away on any of these because what is lovely is when you're listening or reading them you come across like such nuggets you know I didn't know that about him I didn't know this I didn't know that you know so I'd, I'd really recommend it and on that note Barry you know what about role models for you? If you were to read, you know, who who have you read about an autobiography, biography? Who is there a role model out there that you really admire that you'd like to share? That's a great question. Um, Jim Rohn was one of them, obviously, as we mentioned earlier. That was certainly Jim Rohn and Wayne Dyer in, in my early days. They were they were my two role models. More recently, I'm, I'm a bit like you. I, I do I do get inspiration from reading. You know, memoirs from reading autobiographies. I was very impacted recently, in fact, by Shoe Dog. Um, that's the the guy who owns Nike. Yeah. Um, <laughs> his story again. You know, talk about. You know, we see Nike as it is now, but you know, you really want to, you really want to see the inside story of Nike and where they come from. It's unbelievable that you know the the the, the risk and the gamble he took and the. You know, but he had faith. He believed. He, he had a long-term vision, and it's, it's no different to network marketing. It's exactly the same as network marketing. And then that's the other great thing, I think, by the way, that you've just reminded me of 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 within network marketing is that you have got a structure of, of role models. You know, within your company, people like yourself and Steve Critchley, you mentioned earlier. I mean, Steve, when you mentioned him earlier, the first time I went to his place. I actually thought, you know what? There's someone here who's probably got as many, if not more, books than I have. <laughs> and I was, yeah. And you know, and 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 the way he talks to you, because we went through it. We, you know, we must have spent two hours just looking through his books one day, first time I was there. And and he reminded me that it, they become like old friends. Yeah. You know, and and it's not just the books; it's the people, it's the characters, it's the people that you read about, it's the people that inspire you. You know, they do become like old friends, and that's that again. That's just invaluable. Oh, absolutely! It's. Uh... Yeah, yeah, really, really so true. And I just want to take you back to that shoe dog. I've listened to that as well. And I tell you what, Barry, I don't know if you'd agree, an amazing story. But again, I tell you what inspired me. 
I got the impression he hadn't got a clue, had he? Mm. <laughs> He'd just got a vision. He hadn't got a clue yeah, absolutely. what absolutely. he was going to do and how to do it. And there's an old saying, I love collecting old sayings, and uh, one of them is, if a job's worth doing, it's worth doing well. And I've suffered from perfectionism and having to get things right in the past. You know, I've, I've sort of overcome that a lot now. But I heard, I heard a, a different take on that saying, if a job's worth doing, it's worth doing poorly. And I think that's what Phil Knight did. He, he just got on with it. He didn't, he didn't worry about exactly how it was going to happen. And I think Richard Branson says, you know, screw it, do it. Don't worry about how you're going to do it. You know, if you want to do something, if you're passionate about something, you will find a way where there's a will, there's a way type thing. So, yeah, an amazing, absolutely amazing book as well. Yeah, it's... <laughs> Yeah, that's actually really good. You, you just reminded me. My biggest takeaway was about failure. Sure. So my biggest takeaway from by Phil Knight, the Nike, um, the Nike man, was failure, and that it's okay to fail. He failed so many times, and it, but but what he did do, as you as you rightly said, because he just keep he kept trying. Okay, that didn't work. Try this. That didn't work. Try that. That didn't work. Try that. You know, and he got rejected after he got rejection after rejection after rejection, and he just kept going. And look at it now. You know, we see Nike now as an empire. Oh, absolutely. He's still. And unfortunately, because of the way I feel, we've been brought up certainly in the UK. Failure. You know, I, I, I'm a great example. In the early days of, of doing anything I was doing, I was I was always scared of failing. Yeah. Always scared of failing. You know, it's something I've had to I've had to come to terms with over over the years. As, as we all do, I wish that's one of the things I wish I'd known, you know, that it was OK to fail. In fact, a lot of these people say, go out and fail and fail as many times as you can. Um, and I love that. Yeah, well, there's another book that you promoted heavily and then went round the network that, you know, now you bring that up is Go For No. Oh yeah, and um, <laughs> that there's just a little graphic in that book, and I, I use it for coaching now, especially with young people around failure. And I ask them, so I want you to imagine you're standing there, and um, you know you're looking. It's hard to do it on a podcast, but you know if success is in front of you, where's failure? And most people go, well, that's behind me. <laughs> and actually, it, it's before success. It's in front of you, and you have yeah. to go through failure to reach success. And again, you talk about picking nuggets out of books <laughs> and there are so many as we talk you know that is another <laughs> one it is about failing quickly it really really is I mean here's a real practical example it is topical I don't want to date the podcast too much but we, we are going through a little bit of a, a challenge Barry I think we'd all agree and I've got to say my books <laughs> and audible have, have kept me going and I'll, I'll share another book that's really helped me a lot um, as well especially during the second lockdown and um but one of the things people concern themselves about is uh, is this new vaccine. Supposedly new vaccine. Has it been tested properly? How is it possible to create a vaccine in such a short space of time? And I don't listen to the news, read the news, because nobody knows the difference between real and fake news. I don't know whether you agree with that. What I do is I've got a network of people, and if I want to get information, I'll reach out to them and ask them. You know, a bit like we recommend books to each other and inspire each other on that. In the UW team, we've actually got a top surgeon been with the NHS over 20 years. She's uh, she's a brilliant business partner with us and also an amazing, um, she's one of the top, top bowel cancer surgeons in the UK. And I was talking to her about the vaccine and saying, so you've got the medical background, talk me through exactly how this has come about. 
And she explained it. She explained to me, said, look, well, first of all, when a vaccine's normally going to be created, it might take three to four years to raise the money to invest in just starting to create the vaccine. Then it would take scientists, you know, and there might be a team of a few three, four scientists working on that vaccine. It might take them another three to four years to, to get that vaccine up and running. And then once they've got that, they've got to trial it. And they've got to trial it on humans. And to actually get enough people to try out a new vaccine on, that can take years as well. She said, but what's happened is, obviously, with our current situation, there's been every government in the world has thrown money at it. So first of all, it's cut down the time that the, a normal development of a vaccine would take to raise the money. So the money's just there, right? Next, yeah. next, they've been able to throw not a few scientists, hundreds of scientists have been working together on it. And it's this philosophy they have found collectively they've failed more quickly. They've found, yeah. you know, whereas a bunch, you know, half a dozen people trying to get the vaccine right, it could take them years to find all the wrong ways of doing it. But they've literally had hundreds, if not thousands of scientists collating data, sharing data. So that that's why these, this has come about so quickly. And, and it comes back to this failing quickly, this going for no, is exactly the same principle. And another book, actually, is Black Box Thinking, Matthew Syed. You've, uh, you've come across that one, haven't you? Yeah, I have, yes, yeah. Well, again, you know, that philosophy is in there on how Dyson created, I think, 5,000 versions of the... <laughs> of the vacuum cleaner funnily yeah. thing, you know, to get rid of the bag. And, and yeah, we forget that. So, yeah, go for no. Massive, really, really important book as well for me. You're listening to the Live, Love, Laugh and Learn podcast. Stay tuned for more great insights into living a better life with your host, Chris Williams. So, Barry, one thing I wanted to ask you as well, we know and we promote this within our team, a happy life is a balanced life. You, you've got yes. a, you've got a big, you know, busy business. Uh, I know you're into your golf, but how do you, what do you do? You know, life's not all work. What do you do for your play? What do you, what, what do you get up to and how do you unwind? Yeah, lovely question, Chris. Well, as you know, I actually, I just 20 minutes before this call, I did a, a, an hour's yin yoga class, which was beautiful. And although it's not quite the same as doing it physically, it's still beautiful on, you know, to do it virtually, to do it online with a group of people that you know. So, yeah, yoga's, yoga's always been found yoga about five years ago and I found it just quiets my mind it's a great way to stay like you I do 10 minutes uh, <clears throat> excuse me 10 minutes of yoga first thing in the morning when I first get up uh, I walk a lot and I and again I take a lot of that time not all the time but I take a lot of that time to listen to stuff again I'm very I'm very fortunate that I, I live on the River Thames so I can walk out my back garden and go left or right and within a couple of minutes I'm you know going one way or the other on, on the River Thames which is beautiful so I get into nature as often as I can uh, love beaches love walking beaches you know I love nothing better than um, a, a whole day on the beach love to get in the sea as well um and i cycle i've, I've, I've over the years I've, I've done a lot of cycling not professionally or anything but again getting out getting out in nature um again love that really appreciate that and again i live in a, in a beautiful part of the world in fact you know i i, I was watching a really interesting um program the other night with uh, joanna lumley on it 
who I know has, has worked with your company as well, which is, yeah. which is great. And she's just done a program. I think it's actually coming out this week. She's just done a program where they've, 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 because they couldn't go anywhere. They normally go abroad to, you know, do these travel programs. They've just done it within the UK. And, and she just said she couldn't believe the amount of amazing places that we've got in the UK. Yeah. And, and it's so true. And, and, and I, you know, I'm, I'm testimony to that. I, I, I'm regularly, you know, let's go, let's go to Tenby. Let's go and check out Wales. Let's go and check out the, you know, the, 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 the Welsh coast, the, the Dorset coast, the Devon coast, the Cornish coast, you know, always looking for coasts. I am because that's, that's what I, you know, particularly love. So, yeah, all all those different things are what have, have 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 helped me. But I think the other thing which came to mind when you first asked that question, which again I think is really relevant to yeah. to success in anything, is and I and I don't know where I got this from, but I'm, I'm I'm just grateful for the person that shared it with me. But I I've become as I've got older, I've become a lot more selfish with my time. Right. In that I'm I'm you know I'm very protective of it, and you know I'm I'm not. I just think you have to, to get that balance, you know, and, and to spend the time where I've got two boys, obviously very, very keen and very good golfers. So whenever I can, I'm on the golf course as well. You've got to do that grand. I've got two grand granddaughters now. Um, and in fact, normally on a Wednesday night, I'd be seeing them, but obviously we're not in a situation where we can as easily at the moment, but yeah, you know, that's, that's, that's very important to me and, and prioritizing things like that, prioritizing getting into, you know, a, a balanced life where you're doing what you want to do is, is totally achievable for everybody, but it's something you've got to work on and you've something you've got to work on. And for, again, for me, it was something I employed the, you know, the, the basis of the slight edge with, and it was like, okay, if I do that on a regular basis, what will I you get? And, and, and that's helped you to get, it helps you to get to, to where you really want to, you know, where, where you where you really want to be, and I think the other thing that the this situation, the pandemic, has, has taught me for sure, but I'm sure it's millions of other people is is that you know things have changed. We have slowed down, and it's not a bad thing. You know, it's not a bad thing that we've slowed down, slowed down, and, and maybe we can do things a bit, you know, a bit easier and, and a bit a bit more time aware. And and again, uh, we wouldn't have been going back that long ago, Chris where we'd have been doing this in front of each other. Of course, you know, yeah. so I'd have, I'd have traveled to Birmingham or you'd have traveled to Oxfordshire or we'd have met halfway and we'd have, you know, we'd have taken up three or four hours of our day, which is great. It, you know, it's fine, but we don't have to do that with the technology we've got now. So, you know, even, even me at my age, I'm starting to use technology more and more, more than I ever thought I would. And there was a time where my thinking was that I was a technophobe and I, and I actually had a thought one day, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not a technophobe. You know, that was just a thought. Yeah. Um, and, and I can embrace technology and, and I can get myself on a Zoom call and I can, you know, we've all, I'm sure we've all got stories over the last year where, you know, we've embraced technology a little bit more than we would have done normally. And we've all got a, a result from that. And, you know, and, and, and it's, it's helped, it's helped, it's enhanced our life in some way. And that's something else that I'm, I'm really aware of at the moment and, and, and obviously very grateful for. You're so right. There's so many gifts in this lockdown, isn't there? You know, the benefit to the environment, getting to re-establish our values, and uh, yeah, and that is a. I've decided this year is the year to actually look at the look at. You know, let's assume it's not going to be over for a while. Let's assume this is how it is, and how can we make the most of it? So, mm. and I've got to ask you another question. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm on a bit of a journey. You know, I Tina and my wife and Libby and I we 
we've got a motor and we love traveling around and we're discovering the uk coast we want to find the best bit of coast you know what what's your what's your number one best bit of uk coast barry you know it's so far on your <laughs> journey <laughs> well it, it's cornwall it's cornwall for me cornwall. um but bear in mind i i think i'm a bit biased my dad my dad's a cornishman so i was very fortunate I, my early days of, of growing up all my school holidays was spent in in Truro in Cornwall and we used to go to a different beach not every day but you know for quite a quite a few summer holidays so I I explored a lot of amazing beaches down there there's one called Perranporth which is just amazing it's got everything in that as you travel down to it there's a huge cliff which has got a golf course on it um, and the other side of it is just some of the, the, the most amazing scenery beautiful sandy beach you can walk the beach it's about an hour an hour just under an hour one way an hour the other way if, if, the, if the sea's out so it, for me it's, it encompasses everything I love it's got golf it's got views it's got the sea it's got a beautiful beach so for me Perranporth but there's 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 so again we're just so blessed Chris there's so many beautiful beaches you know <laughs> I, and, and there's, there's there's a lot I haven't seen by the way I'm not an expert by any means you know and I'm sure there's 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 people will next time they see me or hear me they'll tell me about their particular favorites which is great because like you I'll I'll take action. I'll go and explore it. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. <laughs> it's uh, I'm with you. That's the a huge asset that that we've actually got, isn't it? That that uh, perhaps we don't take advantage of. I mean, there's a guy I love podcasts, and uh, there's another book I've read. Nothing to do with. Um, it is a bit to do with personal development, I guess. But there's a there's a chap called Alistair Humphreys who actually cycled around the world. Wow. And he wrote a book about it and he's got a blog and he, he advocates micro adventures. And he's got a bit of a podcast as well. But he, he, he says we don't we don't actually discover the places on our doorstep. And, and, he, and this is a guy who's rode across the Atlantic. He's walked across the Arctic. He's walked across India, the Sahara. Uh, but what he, what he also did was walked around the M25. <laughs> um, but he, he pointed out a great thing to me. And uh, I'm going to give, I won't say on this podcast who I'm gifting it to, but you can go to the Ordnance Survey Map website, right? And yeah. they now have a custom map option and you just put your postcode in and it will create a custom map for you with a radius from your own postcode and so that you can discover your own area. Wow. And you can customise the front of it. So, you you know, you put a photo, your photo of it, you know, whatever you want. And uh, I thought that's an amazing gift and it's not a huge investment to do that. You know, I think it's around 30 quid. Um, but I just thought... You, you know, we're looking everywhere, aren't we? We're the 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 gold, the diamonds, whatever analogy you want to look. It's under under our feet, and sometimes it's the same with with discovering places, isn't it? You know, do we know all the little cul-de-sacs? Do we know all the little footpaths and everything around? You know, our immediate environment. So, uh, so yeah, I thought that's a great idea that Ordnance Survey has come up with to help us explore our local areas. And it means you, you don't have to go too far from your home and you stay within the guidelines, don't you? Which is important. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got another okay. question for you, Barry, and that is yeah. you engage with a lot of network marketing leaders. And so what about, what are the three traits, the success traits of successful leaders that you've come across in network marketing? Three top traits. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, two come instantly to mind. They're, they they always know where they're going. Always. 100%. You know, they, they've got a vision and, and they set goals. Um, and they they always know where they're going. And the second one is, and this is so simple, but it, it's it's also a bit profound, I think. They're always prepared to do whatever it takes. And that's a very easy thing to say. It's very, you know, just trips off the tongue and you've probably read it or heard it. Or, but actually, when you look at it, I always remember somebody asked me, and it might well have been Steve Critchley, you know, or, or he was te- in, in, in him telling me, me his story. It was about being prepared to do whatever it took. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know you know his story is probably better than I do, Chris. But I do remember. I recall, you know, he had he had some tough times on his on his journey. There was a time where, you know, he had to downsize. He went through a divorce, and we've all had ups and downs like that. But you know, it, it, we see him now as as the, the you know the big house, the the big leader, the big check. But um, you know, he had some tough times as well. But he he, he had a definite you know definite vision of where he wanted to go. Um, and he was always prepared to do what it, whatever it took. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's one of those things, and where I say it's a bit of a profound thing, because it's almost a bit of a conundrum in that sometimes you don't ever have to do everything to, you know, to make that thing happen, but you have to be prepared to do whatever it takes. And just that, just that sort of commitment, uh, that commitment and that belief and that faith, faith's a big one. That would be my number three. They have a faith. They have a faith in 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 their in their in their company, in a faith in in network marketing, uh, and a faith in the, the the people around them and themselves. You know, belief, a faith, call it what you want. Yeah. I, I like I like I like faith more these days. I used to use the word belief, but I think it's faith. So that you know, they they have a faith in the industry, a faith in their company, a faith in themselves, and a faith in the people that they brought into the business. And and those three things, the combination of those three things. Uh, tend to well guarantee success in my opinion because everybody that i've met at that sort of level has those traits they might have other traits as well you know some are better at managing their time and all of those other, but for me they're the three keys if if i had to nail it down to three things they'd be the three Brilliant. they all have them excellent hey you've just prompted another question time management is very important as well for us all isn't it because we're all busy um, yeah, and they say if you want to get something done, ask a busy person. In terms of books, what would be a, t- a book that would? I'd, time management is a bit of a. You can't manage time, can you, Barry? It's just going to tick, tick, tick away, no matter what you do. But how do you make the best use of time? Have you got a book there that you'd recommend that people could um, dip into to to help them with that? Because that, if if I talk to people about the three things that prevent them from achieving their goals, number one is themselves. And this personal development, reading books, you know, building yourself, your self-image, you know, addresses that. Number two is other people. And uh, again, you know, we've got to stop giving a shit about what other people think. And that's important. Again, you know, your posture, personal development is important on that. But the third thing is time. How to fit this in. So have you got a book there that could help people? Yeah, I've got two, in fact, Chris, both by the same author. So my initial my initial response will be Eat That Frog by Brian Tracy. Um, one of my favorite books that just the principle of Eat That Frog. If people just use that principle, it's ultimately it changes everything. It's a game changer. And, and ultimately, the, the, the principle is if you had to eat a live frog tomorrow morning, 
uh, yeah, sorry, tomorrow in the, you know, sometime tomorrow, sometime on, this is Wednesday. So sometime tomorrow on Thursday, when would you eat it? And I know you, Chris, you'd eat it first thing in the morning and the rest of the day would take care of it. But most people wouldn't. Most people would leave it and then they'd be worrying about it and they just wouldn't have a clear mind all day. They'd be worried, worried, worried. They'd never get anything really important done. And probably by the end of the day, they wouldn't have eaten a live frog. Um, so that's the principle of the of the uh, eat that frog. People always ask me what that's about. And, yeah. and I love that. And I always remember that. And I, and I actually live by that myself. I, I have a I have a, a you know an, an open book on the left hand side. I have my priorities and on my right hand side. I have stuff. It really doesn't matter when I do it, but I have to do it. It might be I'll, I'll do it next week. It doesn't matter. But I work on that same principle and I work down the left column first, which is my priorities. I eat my frogs and the rest of it. Honestly, even yesterday, I'll give you an example. So I had I had three frogs to eat yesterday at the three frogs at <laughs> the three frogs, did the three worst things, the things that, you know, I wasn't as comfortable. I was out of my comfort zone doing. And by the, the end of the day, when I looked at the right-hand side, which is things that I wasn't looking to do that day, I had a busy day, wasn't looking to do them, guess what happened? What? I'd achieved three of them. Two people had been in touch, so I didn't even, I didn't even, just the fact I put it down on paper and people got in touch with me, and that to me is the law of attraction working, but um, I, I'd achieved them without even doing anything, which was so cool, but I got the most. Eat That Frog, which is all about that, but actually a great timely question. Our book of the month this month, which is February 2021, is actually a book called Time Management by, again, Brian Tracy. And it and it goes it goes a little bit deeper. It delves a little bit deeper than Eat That Frog. Very, very simple, lovely little book. It's a pocket book. You could, it's the size of a, of a you know, like a large wallet. It fits in a pocket, but a beautiful book. And it's his, it's everything he's learned on his journey, because he's a, he's a great, great teacher, a bit like Jim Rowan. He's been around a long, long time, Canadian, Brian Tracy, got lots and lots of great stuff. And his forte is anything to do with time and time management. Yeah. And we picked, I picked up, I was in a very fortunate, I was in Australia, 2019. And again, did my normal thing, spent a whole day in a Australian bookshop looking for new, new stuff for me and for other people. And I found this little, little, little time management book and we managed to, um, secure a, a good deal on it for the book of the month people so that's actually our book of the month this month which is going out this weekend in fact and that's a lovely little book and again i that that got me into this revisiting this what i just explained to you where i i prioritize everything on a on two bits of paper and and, and work work to doing the priority stuff first the important stuff the income producing in stuff whatever you want to call it and then i you know, the rest of it takes care of itself uh, and i don't feel under the pressure that i used to feel when i had a lot of things to do because well, we're all busy we've all got lots of, of different roles you know we're all busy even in the lockdown scenario we're busy and it's nice to i think to do things in your time, you know, when, when you want to do them, because uh, again, your state of mind then is, I think is always better when you're doing it, you know, you're doing it and you're in a relaxed state of mind. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I, I was lucky enough to, um, a friend of mine actually bought the Brian Tracy license for the UK. Oh, wow. And, um, a few years ago, that was a, re is a really, Really, in just an amazing experience. I'll tell you, I'll tell you the story. It's fascinating. I'm at, I'm at Tony Robbins' Unleash the Power Within, which I'm sure... Have you have you done that yet? Haven't done it, no. No, all, all the material. Well, I, I, was, I was there, and they get you to do an exercise with three people, three of you. And um, so you're, you're, you're in the audience. You're encouraged not to go, you know, sit near the person you went with. 
and I um, I'm in this threesome, right? And uh, you have to you have to look into this person opposite you, their eyes, and you have to sort of come across without saying anything. You've got to show sort of sorrow, like somebody's died, and happiness, and all of that, and you and you all take it in turns to do it. And at, at one point, you've got this other person's face in your hands, in effect, you know. And this guy across from me, and I'm staring into his face, and I'm going. Uh, I suddenly, I said, um, "Don't I know you?" I said, "It's Trevor, isn't it?" And he goes, "Chris." <laughs> and bear in mind, there's eight thousand people in the audience, right? And I went to further education college with Trevor. We were both apprentices, no. and um, we were on a day release. And I met him at Birmingham Polytechnic and, and I went off to live in Germany and Trevor, <laughs> the last job I heard that he had was um, was doing the deck chairs on the beach in Saint-Tropez. Anyway, wow. you know, this is Trevor. And of course, it's like, bloody, I haven't seen you for 30 years or whatever. Anyway, it, it's so fascinating. Um, Trevor, a bit like me, you know, square peg in a round hole or round peg in a square hole, and ended up um, running engineering businesses and um, buying and selling and become a very wealthy guy, um, able to retire early. And so he wondered what he was going to do. So he bought the Brian Tracy license for the franchise for the whole of the UK. And uh, oh, wow. Yeah, it was amazing. And um, yeah, so I hooked back up with, with Trevor and then I went with him. Um, Brian came along to London. And um, so I had the opportunity to be in his seminar and meet with him. And here's the other thing, whether it's appropriate right now or not, but personal development, the, it is so, so valuable because I, was, I did a bit of a talk last night with a, with, uh, with a team. When you're in your hour of need, it's when it first comes into play. It's sort of one of those things that you do and you might not notice the impact, the difference it's having on you. But when I met Brian, he had throat cancer. But wow. he treated it like as if it was, a, like as if he got a cold. Do you know what I mean? He just didn't phase him. He, you know, he, he his voice croaked a little bit partway through. He spoke for the day, but he just didn't, and he didn't say a word to his audience. He because I sat down for dinner with him, with my buddy, you know, it was like, this is just wow. an amazing man. And I, like you said, I put it down to, for all of us, we're all going to face adversity in life. But if we just developed ourselves to that point where we're able to deal with it, because that's the one thing, you know, it's not what happens to us, is it? It's a way we actually deal with what happens to us that's that's really so important. So, uh, so yeah. yeah. So you mentioned the, the um, Book of the Month Club, Barry, and uh, I do want to promote that. And I'm going to promote it on your behalf. I do want to mention Certainly. some of the books that you've, you've written yourself and put those in the episode notes as well. But here's the thing about Book of the Month Club. If anybody's listening and not subscribed, I want, I want to explain something. A lot of the books that are on Knowledge is King are, you know, because of the advent of online purchasing, of course, you can, you can look around and buy them somewhere else. All right. But the magic I discovered, and, you know, Barry, you and I know this, a lot of the books you bring out I've, I've read or we share with each other, but I'm still, yeah. I still take the books from Book of the Month. One of the reasons is you, you still keep coming out with nuggets that I haven't heard. I've liked the Brian Tracy book, which I'm really excited to find out more about. So, you know, there's mm. one. But the other thing, and I think we've lost this art in the teams, and I really want to bring it back, especially in lockdown, and I'd encourage you to encourage it as well, Years ago, what we used to do is we would all book in the month club. It, it's a book club, and 
one of the things that's great we've all got time to do is if we all read the same book at the same time, we can discuss how to use that book, what difference it's going to make, what are the best ideas, what resonated with us. And I really would encourage that. And I think that's a real reason for us to be subscribing to Book of the Month, because it's not just the book, it's the timing of getting the book. Because, again, you know, I often say don't read three books, read, read one book three times. And if you yeah. want to internalise the knowledge, another great way is not just to read it. A bit like what I'm hoping to do with you in the future, Barry, is for us to, to, to dissect a book on this podcast each month, you know, really pull out the learnings from it, because I think that that's that's really, really important. So, yeah, for anybody listening and, you know, on the fence about whether they should take book of the month, take it and you know set up we're doing zoom meetings you're doing local team meetings it doesn't matter what level you are you know leaders are readers and readers are leaders whichever way around they put it but i'd really encourage your team to do that you know and pick a book and read it together and talk about it and decide what you're going to do about that great information and you could make a great start with um, time management brian Brian Tracy, because as I just alluded to, I've delivered hundreds of goal-setting workshops and time is one of the biggest barriers. And it's not just UW goals, it's life goals, isn't it, Barry? You know, you've, Absolutely. we've all got, I, I say, we've all got 168 hours in the week. We're all born equal. It's how we make best use of those hours. And we need strategies and techniques. You know, it, it's so important. So um, thanks for that reminder. And uh, yeah, I, I, I'm going to put the link into Knowledge is King and uh, and they get 5% off, don't they, with a cashback card? Are you still doing that, Barry? Yeah, still a, we're still a partner. I think it's 2.5%. 2.5%. So, yeah. Brilliant, mate. Brilliant. There's one more. Are you all right for time? There's one more book I wanted to yeah. just mention and then three questions I'd got for you. Sure. You lit a fire in me. You may or may not know this at, at one of the last events because, you know, we love getting together, as we said, and talk about books. And you said to me, you said, Chris, this book, this book, if you read this book, you'll never need another personal development book. He said, it's <laughs> going to put me out of business, man. You know, you just read this and it's going to have such an impact on you. And, you know, obviously, you know, I'm going, I'm like chomping at the bit. What, what are you talking about, Barry? And um, the book um, is super coached by Michael Neal. Do you remember recommending that to me? I do. Yes, I do. Love and, um, I want to thank you publicly for for sharing that book with me. I didn't just read it. Here's the other way I'm using Audible. Books that are really, really important to me. I get the Audible version and I get the book version. And I read and listen. And I might listen to the book three times and read it a couple of times and make my notes because that book for me was so important. And you mentioned it earlier on the podcast about how everything is just a thought. And that guy that he introduced us to, Sid Banks, Barry, I mean, get some books on Sid Banks, you know. I mean, like a Scottish philosopher, a welder, you know, um, and it makes philosophy so accessible. It's a great reminder of what we need to do uh, about how to live in the moment and how important that is. And I know you're a very spiritual person as well, but it's spirituality for, I suppose, the common man, which I count myself among. It's not Buddhist sayings or anything like that. It's just something that is very accessible to us all. So I want to thank you for recommending that book and uh, I'll put, put it on the list. And yeah, it had a huge impact with me. And I know it did with you because I went on to do Meet Michael and do one of his courses because you told me to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's brilliant. Yeah, brilliant, mate. Well, thank you. So, 
Three questions. We call this the Live Love Laugh podcast. We've learned a lot today from you, Barry, and I really appreciate that. So what does living mean to you? Are you still there? Yes, yes. I just, <laughs> it's, just, it's a great question. I was just... Um, <laughs> I didn't want to respond instantly. I wanted to give you what really came to mind. It's a journey. It's just a beautiful journey that that should be enjoyed. You know, spend your time wisely, like we we're talking about. Do the things you want to do. We're not here forever, and um, you know, make the most of of every minute that you've got. Try and be as present as you can. That's these days. That's that's something that whenever I'm present, I'm I'm just. Uh, in such a nice place um but when i start thinking about the past or i start thinking about the future it, invariably it's it's not good um and i love what you said earlier about you know you don't listen to the news i, I was talking to my oldest son about that today in fact just saying you know sometimes it's it's good to divorce yourself from all of the stuff that's going on and, and i really believe that if there's something i need to know someone will tell me yeah i'll hear you know um but yeah just just live your life and 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 be there, be there and, and, and get, you know, get the most out of everything that you do um, with, with not just yourself, not obviously not just for yourself, but, but also for your family and, and bear that in mind, bear that in mind that your, your kids, uh, your grandkids, everybody is watching and they'll, they'll do what you do, which is, is something that's, um, you know, is, is a massive takeaway in terms of personal development. Brilliant. And what do you love doing? I love sharing knowledge. Yeah, I do love sharing knowledge. I, you know, this has been a lovely call because, you know, we we're very like-minded. We've you know, got lots of things in common in terms of what we've read and what we do, and uh, and it's just it's just beautiful. It's just beautiful to be, you know. And I was I was writing a blog today, in fact, which which was again reminded me of of, of one how I'm missing the, the 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 trainings that we normally do, you know, because that's something that that. If somebody says to me, what do I love doing? I would have said, you know, the, the one part of knowledge is king that I always loved was was attending the events and the trainings because that's where you see people. That's where you're there, you know, you're in front of people. And, and as I said earlier, that, you know, the majority of my customers are also very good friends and I don't really look at them as customers. They're, they're all, you know, most people are good friends. I know, I know them well and I've known them for, you know, up to 20, 24, 25 years, some of them. And, and you know, that's, that's, that's fun. That's fun. So... Yeah, I love that. Absolutely love doing that. Love, love just um, sharing, um, sharing what I've learned and sharing what other people have, have taught me. Brilliant. And what about laugh? What makes you laugh? What makes me laugh? That's a really good question. Um, is that there's a, a literally the, the the thing that gets me all the time. There's a program on telly <laughs> called um, uh, it's gone from my head. Impractical Jokers. All right. The practical jokers. I don't know if you're familiar with it, Chris. No, but no. oh, it's just it's just so funny. It's um, <laughs> it's three lifelong friends, older guys that uh, just go around, just doing different challenges. Um, you know, challenging each other to to say a, a funny thing or do a funny thing, and 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 it's just it's just every minute is 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 fun and and laughter, and and it's a great way I find of unwinding. Laughter is a great way of of unwinding so I, I do i do plug into that um but i also i love to see real real little ones you know real like my my grandkids are are seven and five and just watching them on their journey the, the amount i mean I, again you can't you can't be around them for more than the five or six minutes without you know, <laughs> laughing at something whether it's something they say or when they put you on the spot or you know it's just um yeah so being around being around that 
that kind of thing is is just uh, it's just that's me and joy yeah me and joy excellent and um the final thing learn what what's the best bit of advice you've had what have you learned in your time here on the planet good question that's yeah, a really good question what's coming to mind i guess this is probably more recent you know and again it could be the pandemic i'm not i'm not quite sure but it's it's it's, it's i've got a real awareness of it recently and that's that it's all about your state of mind. Everything you do is about your state of mind. And, and, and this, again, very, very easy for me to say this. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's easy to do all the time. But once you become aware of your state of mind, it's OK. Sometimes we're not in a, we're in a low mood, say, and, and that's OK. But if you're aware of that you're in a low mood, you know, I'll avoid. I wouldn't have done this podcast if I was in a low mood. Yeah. I wouldn't have a, a serious business call if I was in a low mood. I wouldn't um, I wouldn't have a, a discussion with my partner if I was in a low mood. I wouldn't try and give advice to my kids if I was in a low mood. On the other side of the coin, when I'm in a good mood, when I'm in a high mood, you know, when I'm in a good state of mind, I value, I value everything that, that, that comes to me, everything I, I have to share. Um, and, and I just know I'm in, you know, I'm in, in the right place to to help and to serve anybody. And, and that's, again, it's very easy for me to say that. And, and, I'm, and I don't know if I'm doing it justice by trying to put it into words, but it's something that I'm very, very aware of at the moment is, is just my state of mind. And so I'm constantly aware of what my state of mind is and i then act accordingly uh, you know as to what state of mind i'm in hope that makes sense absolutely really 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 good tip barry i want to thank you for being on the on the podcast really really appreciate you giving up your most precious asset which is your time i've enjoyed it hope you have too and i hope the listeners have and would you be open to um to maybe doing a regular thing and us picking a book and going through it with um, yeah. people, would that be? A yeah, no, it'd be great. It'd be great. It'd be great. It's lovely to again just to get into that space. That's you know where you ask me what do I love doing. It's what I love doing. I love sharing that stuff. So you know if it's something that's helped me, then I I, I just want to share that with other people. Um, and we have we're very fortunate in as you know that we have a very warm market, a very receptive audience you know, within our industry. And, and that's, again, one of the one of the great things that, that has kept me around it for so long. And I'm sure one of the things that it has, has with you. Yeah, brilliant. Well, I really appreciate that. So um, I'm going to I'll put your blog on the show notes because uh, I, I get that and I find that very uplifting and inspiring. Um, have you got any events coming up with um, Dr. Tom Barrett or anything you wanted to mention? Um, going we on. have, and and your when when will this go live, Chris? I have to be careful here. When will this go live? It'll go live by Friday. By Friday, okay. I'm very very excited at the moment. We we have we had that we had that two hour evening event with Dr. Tom, developing a growth mindset during the pandemic, which was just amazing. That was in September of 2020, yeah. um, and it was the first time I really believed that you can you can get these messages across you can get how you know how, how what a great trainer he is across on a webinar so what we've done the the two-day event that we would normally do in oxford with him in 2021 it, which was meant to be july of this year is is now going to be a virtual event right. um it's not it's not the reason i asked you that question was it, it doesn't we don't go live with it until this friday which is the fifth so there wouldn't be anything on our website or anything 
um, but it will be on there either on the fifth or the or the sixth of February. So we've got a um, we've got a two evening webinar with Dr. Tom Barrett. It's like a two day event. It's on the twentieth and twenty first of March this year. Right. Um, it's going to be four thirty p.m. till nine thirty p.m. It's a Saturday and a Sunday, by the way. And we haven't just got Dr. Tom Barrett imparting his wisdom um, in terms of network marketing, building your network marketing business, everything it takes to build a successful network marketing business. But we've also got somebody you mentioned earlier, which is um, Andrea Waltz, the the go for no author. She's doing a slot for us. Um, And we've also got the authors, the two authors of the our best selling book in 2020, which was the consistency chain, Jim Packard and George Campbell. Um, so I'm really excited about that. It's going to be a, there's going to be a lot of amazing new material, um, very, very current material, you know, stuff to to help you build in today's climate. Yeah, very excited about that. And as I said, at, at this present moment, outside of the people that are speaking, you're the only other person that knows about it. Um, but yes, that's um, that's something that, to look forward to. We'll we'll obviously be putting out an email. Uh, about it and one of the other great things we've done there by the way which before i forget it is this one will be recorded so people will have access to the recording actually for 30 days whereas i know when we did the two hour with him unfortunately we couldn't we didn't have the technology to record it but this one people will be able to listen to him or or, or um watch him uh for, for for 30 days they can watch it as many times as they want so very excited about that that's something that's going to I feel is going to really, really benefit and help people. Brilliant, Barry. I'll put that in the show notes as well. Breaking news on the yeah. podcast uh, calls that. And, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the, the podcast is getting shared and we do ask people to share it. So do do share that great information as well. And, yeah, I just want to thank you again for being on, Barry. It's been an absolute pleasure. I've learned a lot. I've got a long list of books that I need to put <laughs> put on the uh, on the episode notes, but all great reminders of the of the stuff we should be doing. I'll um, we'll get to get get our diaries together, and we'll get another date in to um, to review some books. And yeah, hopefully we can make a regular monthly thing of this. Perfect. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, mate. That's fabulous. You've been listening to the Live, Love, Laugh, and Learn podcast. Your host has been Chris Williams. If you enjoyed this episode, please tell your friends. And if you hated it, tell your enemies to listen.